we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Children do not understand the cost of things. How many of you know? They have no concept of it. They do not understand earning wages and spending money. Amen. Until you really get on your own, you don't understand earning wages and spending money. Amen. But children don't have any concept of it. They just don't know. They don't understand. First Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. Look, somebody say, I understood as a child. Children understand. They understand as children. They're going to do childish things. Amen. Your children, they're going to do dumb stuff. They're not possessed by the devil just because they did something dumb. And if you have multiple children, you're going to have one that does something dumb and one that stinks that what they did was dumb. You'll have a sensible child and a crazy child. That's, that's normal. No, that's normal. But I thought as a child. But when I became a man, what did I do? Put away childish things. So you're a man, you can't walk in uh, the Apple store and just start grabbing stuff. You know how much stuff costs now. But you got to do what you have to do, but you can't go in. I, have, I see men like that. I said, dude, you got the new iMac? Yeah, man, I got it. But dude, you don't have no money. Oh, man, I know. I got it on credit. That means that that computer, you're going to pay for like eight of them. But you put away childish things and stop making childish decisions like that once you get older. When a child sees someone receive something that they feel is good, they immediately want it for themselves. When a child sees somebody, amen. Your child come in here and see a kid with a, with, a, with a tablet. Mama, I want a tablet. They have no idea what that tablet costs. Get them an Etch-A-Sketch. They can sit right down with everybody else. Why? Yours can't do this. Hey, remember, don't you run out and buy it just because some other kid had it and you want your kid to have what other kids have. Your kids don't know. You go buy it. A week later, they playing with the box. They desire to have what they see others receive. That's natural for children. Exodus 20 and 17. Ye shall not covet your neighbor's house, nor his wife, or his manservant, or his maidservant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. There's a reason for this, y'all. I'm telling you. Children must be taught that what others have is not necessarily for them. Amen. I know Jimmy's mama lets him do this, but you can't do that. I know they have this, but you can't have that. And, and stick with it. They don't need to ask you 20 times. Amen. When the, this principle is instilled in them at a young age, they will not be as selfish moving forward. Proverbs 22 and 13 or 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. But the what? Hey man, look at your child and say rod. The rod of correction shall drive that foolishness far from I'm sorry kids. I'm sorry. I got to go with the parents on this. Amen. The rod. Beatings. Beat, beat, and then beat again. 
beat that foolishness out. That's what the Bible just said. Beat the foolishness out. It said, get the rod and rod it out. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Many times we see as adults, we see what others have. And it makes us envious and discontent with what we have. Amen. You should never be envious and discontent. It's so funny. We pray to God for it. Then he gives it to us. Then we see somebody with something better. And and, and we don't like it no more. Just that's like a little kid. That's like a little child. God blessed you with you. Ask God for a Taurus. Lord, if I could just get a Taurus and it could be a 98 Taurus. Then your neighbor get a a brand new Taurus. Oh, Lord, wait, I made a mistake. Can we reopen those windows of heaven or are they are they closed shut for good? You start negotiating with the Lord. Why? Remember how hard it was for you to get the 98? You prayed and fasted. Threshing floor. Lord, I don't, it don't have to be new. Just I keep it running. I'll fix it up. You know, when you're desperate, you be praying stuff like that. <laughs> oh, Lord, it don't have to be new. The paint can be messed up, whatever. God, I just need something to get around. Then you get it and your, your homeboy gets a new car. Man, come check this new car smell out. You go smell it be like... <laughs> So you go try to buy the new car smell scent. That, that don't work. That don't work. And you know, it's not the scent that don't work. It's your car stink. Dude, you, you, that car is 20 years old. You can't spray new car in there. It go right out the window. You spray it, it just Because that car's not new. Quit buying that. There's no such thing as new car scent. That car smells new because it's new. They didn't spray anything in it. It's just new. So you can't spray. <laughs> can I help somebody? <laughs> can I help? Because I, I, I be at the car wash and I watch these guys and they go get the new car set. I'll be like, I'm going to stop and say, hey, man, you know, there's really no such thing as that, right? <laughs> because you can't spray. <laughs> but don't be envious. Psalms 10 and 3, for the evildoer is lifted up because of the purpose of what? His heart. And he whose mind is fixed on wealth is turned away from the Lord, saying evil against him. Look, y'all, we're a young church. So I love trying to catch this stuff. Just as as young people, you just have to realize that some things take time. Some things take time and they are best acquired slowly. Amen. As young people, we have to watch it because once you start chasing wealth, the Bible says your heart is turned from God. That's what it just said. He whose mind is fixed on wealth, making it, coming up, having more, is turned away from the Lord. Amen. That's nothing wrong with desiring to pay your bills as a man. I mean, you got to have a job. There's nothing wrong with doing good on your job so you can get a promotion so you can make more money. Nothing wrong with that. But man, all this other stuff, you looking at what somebody else has and you trying to come up like them? No. Your heart is from the Lord. Turn from the Lord. Amen? Y'all listening to this? This comes from not being thankful for what we have and not understanding how others may have received what they have. Hebrews 13 and 5. Let your conversation be without what? Covetousness. But let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with the things that you have. For he has said he will never leave you nor forsake. Be content. Look at somebody and say, be content. You know what that requires? Sometimes that requires for you to turn off reality TV. Amen. It requires for you to get off Facebook sometimes. 
You watching family members that said you would never have anything. You on there trying to show what you have to them. Deep in your heart, you want their approval. Can I preach in here? Yeah. Yeah. If you have that problem, get off Facebook. Just get off. But then won't nobody know my business. Good. Your business is whack anyway. Nobody cares. I fed the cat today. Look at him. And nobody cares. My flowers finally growing. Some people can't handle it. Some people can be on Facebook and they ain't thinking about nobody else. But some people can't handle it. They can't handle the phone blipping and chirping and jerk, bleep, chirp, bleep, whatever other people have. They want it. Then they make their husband or their wives' lives very uncomfortable. Always talking about what others have and what others are doing. Then they begin to base their decisions on what others have done. Amen. You better know yourself and know your limits and know whether or not you can be a Facebooker. It's possible that you don't need to be on there. Instagram. I went on one dude Instagram. He had a picture of my car. I said, dude, why is my car on your Instagram? Oh, Doc, because I'm going to get one. You better take my... I don't have an Instagram. Why are you going to have my... <laughs> For crazy. Crazy. I'm looking at the car. Oh, that's my... <laughs> Jonathan in the back seat? Do you? Why you got? Why you got my car? Look at somebody say, "Stop coveting." Hey man, you. But that's childlike mentality. We should never measure the worth of others by what we see and what they possess, because that's what you do when you see people with stuff. Man, I was at Starbucks the other day. I just sat down at Starbucks. To, to work on some stuff on my computer, it wasn't going to take me long. I think I need to, me and Gabe were communicating to somebody, I need to send him something or do something. So I just stopped at a stop. I just worked. It took me 10 minutes, probably 10 minutes. I put my phone down. I had two phones. I guess that make it look like you, somebody, if you got two cell phones. I hate two cell phones, but I have to have them. So had two phones, sitting down, doing my work, took 10 minutes, got up, put everything up, walking out. Brother sitting there. Huh, you made all that money that quick, huh? That's it. I said, excuse me? Yeah, you probably made about 10 grand that quick, huh? So I just asked, I said, dude, what makes you think I made some money? Dude, look at you, man. Look what you're driving. Look at, look at your backpack, man. You got a Tumi backpack. Tumi, dude. Don't, dude, poor folk don't carry Tumi. I said, dude, you are all in my business. I don't know you, son. But that's just, fool, you don't know me. Yeah, you made all that money. That's just dumb. Oh, that <laughs> just bothers me. <sighs> but you don't, you have no idea what I have. And you're judging me by what you see. When we do this, we are essentially measuring our own self-worth based on what we have. So that brother that tried to measure me based on what he thought I had, he measures himself the same way. So he's not going to feel like he's anything until he gets what he thinks he should have. And then this causes us to feel that we are lacking when we are without certain things. Feeling less than. Women tell, I've heard them all tell their husbands that you are whack because you can't go get the car that so, so and so has. You got us living up in here. Where's my house? Why can't we move? Why can't we live? 
You judging your man by things? Why do women do that? Get a man. You know how hard it is to get a good man now? You know the good man shortage and you talking and treating yours like he ain't nothing? This man out working hard? Hey man, we got some cleanup women in here. Acting just I mean. Got a good man. You don't deserve a good man. And the same with women. You got a good woman. You too crazy to know it. Worried about what others think. Philippians 4 and 11. Not that I speak in respect of want. Paul says, I've learned. In whatsoever state I am. Therefore, to what? Now, let's, let's break this down. Why does Paul say that in whatsoever state I am, I need to be content? Do you know why Paul says that? Because Paul is saying, I got to position myself to hear from God. So I can't have my mind on things that I don't have. Or I won't be able to hear God and appreciate what I do have. Paul would have messed the whole Bible up if he had wanted stuff. Messed up. There wouldn't even be a new, there wouldn't, half the New Testament would have been gone. If he had just wanted things. If he had wanted things his way. Paul didn't even want things his way. He wanted to keep things God's way. Paul wrote most of his writings from jail. And he wasn't talking about getting out of jail. He was talking about keeping y'all out of hell. That's what he was worried about. Worried about us. Writing about us. Staring at a chopping block. That's why Barnabas couldn't go with him. Barnabas couldn't go any further because Barnabas was concerned about what folks thought. John Mark needs to travel with us because he's going to be hurt if he don't get to go with us. Paul's like, man, you better forget John Mark. We're trying to follow what God is telling us. Because Paul wasn't concerned. You see what I'm saying? So when he says this, there's a lot to it. He didn't just make this statement and it sounds good when the preacher exegetes it. And oh, he says, ooh, and whatever. So whatever state I've learned. I look at somebody and say, I've learned, I've learned, I've learned. Whatsoever. Ooh, yes. What? No, man. This dude was serious. He's like, dude, I can't be worried about things. Because they're going to separate me from my purpose. When children are given things just because others receive them, they become selfish. Amen. They will begin to hold on tightly to what they have and not desire to share. You ever seen a child do that? Can I have some? No. Yeah, that's selfishness in a child. You got to make children share. No, you need to give them something. You need to share it. Everybody's there. You got to break that spirit because they will grow up and be adults doing that. Yes, they will. Philippians 2 and 3, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. This is the way we're supposed to operate as adults. So we don't operate as children being stingy anymore, but now we're not, we're not giving or receiving out of rivalry or conceit because somebody else has it, because somebody else wants it, because it looks good on them, because we just desire it. No, no, none of that. We count others more significant than ourselves, meaning that we are not our focus. This is why God does not give us things 
just because he gave them to others. Just because he's blessed. And then you have no idea why people get things. They may say it's a blessing from God, but man, they were saving. Saving for that blessing. Just because you're, you thought somebody could lay hands on you and some keys mysteriously, mysteriously pop up in your pocket. No, they worked and they saved. Then they got to be testified. Look what God blessed us with. They gave God the glory and honor, but they worked and saved. Amen. So you're trying to judge. I don't have Because you spend everything you get. Because you eat out all the time. Every time I see you, you had Taco Bell. You just eat fast food all the time. You can't save money eating fast food all the time. Somebody got to cook. You got to buy groceries. But then you're trying to judge it. By what you see, man, they always have this. They are, and you have no idea how disciplined they are financially. How they say good stewards over what God gives them. And then, uh uh-oh, this is about to to blow your mind right here. They give faithfully to the ministry. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Everybody's not going to clap on that. Because some people so hurt by getting money robbed from them. They stood in the $50 line and they just made a vow. Hey, no, no church going to take advantage of me. Well, but you can't mess. You, you're not going to mess up God's principle. God's principle is that the way you give is the way you receive. Yeah, it got quiet in here. Then. Yeah, because I see you pinching off a little piece of the cracker and giving it in the offering plate. And you're going to get a little piece of the cracker blessing. Hey, hey, I'm not looking for hand claps. I know how this works. I know how this works. That's why me and my wife, every chance we get, we give it. Y'all know my wife. She give it. Hey, man, some of y'all done came up just because you know her. That's what we do because we know it's coming back. But we don't do it for it to come back, but it just does because the Bible said it would. Oh, look at the hand clap, man. But this is a job, turkey. So that's little kids can't little, little little kids in the when we first started this church first second year I didn't say nothing about no money third year I'm not talking about money matter of fact I made you feel better told you people have been bothering you with money so we're not gonna do that all day yeah 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 okay some of you done grew up now so you don't be giving like no little kid no more hey 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 and then when we get crowded and can't move and no room it's like hey when we gonna get the new building when you leave. Because you're taking up space because you ain't helping. You ain't pitching in. Sucking up all this word. you just a spiritual giant now. You're going to rebuke your whole family, everybody on your job, everything. Got all the... Ju- and won't give. Can I preach the truth? Ain't it funny how it just changes? Boy, they was laughing at the jokes, wasn't they? Oh, the jokes had somebody in there turning backwards flips. Oh, you bring up money? Now, wait a minute, brother. You said that. I mean, God, whatever he purposed on my heart. Well, no, he didn't say whatever he purposed on your heart. He's whatever you purposed on your heart. So if you want to receive, you're going to give. If you don't want to receive, don't give. That's your purpose on your heart. God ain't leading you. I feel the Lord lead me to give three. No, no, bro. Don't bring the Lord in this. It's between you and your blessing. Uh-oh, see, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. No, no, no. Don't be listening for no voice. You ain't going to ever hear it as tight as you are. You'll never hear it. 
I'm waiting on God to lead me. You ain't going to ever hear nothing. It's between you and your blessing. Keep giving like that. You're going to struggle. It don't work that way. So if you want to be blessed, that's how you do it. Hey man, I'm not saying you give your way out. Give your way out. of. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you want to be blessed by God and you want favor on your life. I was just having a conversation with somebody else. I was telling them, man, my wife has always had one income in our house. Yeah, it was, it was a struggle at first. It was rough at first. We went through those years. But after those years, God started blessing us because he just liked the arrangement. Yeah. And he knew that we were going to give. Because we, we were taught that. I mean, if, if it's nothing, we're going to break off 10 and give it to God. No matter what it is. Oh, I know who oh, they go with the talent. Shut up! I'm telling you what I did. We gave that 10%. We just made it because it was easier to have an amount instead of it fluctuating every week. I know the church got the same bills every week. So we were just going to break off a certain amount each time. And God didn't look at it like, oh, you're paying tithes. You cursed. No, it wasn't nothing like that. We gave it out of our heart. We purposed to give that to God to support the ministry that was blessing us. And in turn, God blesses us. Yes, look at me however you want to. I don't care. That's between you. Look at somebody say, that's between you and your blessing. You take that up with him later. That's why God doesn't give us things just because he gave them to others. We are to keep our focus on what he desires for us. This keeps us trusting in him, which makes us better givers to others. When you trust God, you can give to others. Because you ain't worried about it. But if you're worried about it, you're not going to give. How do you stay in church and trust God for the truth and then not trust him enough to give? Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, meaning rightly aligned with his word. And then all these things shall be added unto you. How many of you want something added to you? Ain't nothing wrong with one addition. Uh, Subtraction is terrible. I don't want nothing, no subtraction. Let's move into addition. Those first few years, it's going to be subtraction. Yeah. And you and your wife, it's going to be rough. It's going to be tough, man. Them first 10 years, you might go through some things. But after that, man, it's time to get out of the subtraction. And let's move over into the addition column. Yeah. 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 And then after that, we get into the multiplication column. Yeah. Amen. I need, I need to cast my bread on the waters. Those are principles you're not going to mess with. You can have, have your jaws tight. You can do whatever you want to do. Just because folks have taught it wrong, don't make it wrong. That's God's principle. Childlike selfishness should be outgrown as we mature in the faith. We should outgrow looking at what others have and comparing ourselves to them. We should eventually grow into being a blessing to others and supporters of God's work. Amen. Don't all, I mean, after service, hey, pastor, you was funny today. Well, you was cold, dude. I was cold. You ain't gave nothing all year. Outgrow Can I preach in here? Outgrow it. You're not a babe anymore. No, that's mine. No, no, I need this. I need this. I need my money. You need to outgrow that. Summary! Yes! Our society is plagued with the notion to desire what others have. TV, movies, and social media all promote certain lifestyles in order to spark desires in our hearts to be covetous of others' possessions. 
This is because envy and jealousy are powerful spirits that can make us non-effective as believers. When we are envious and jealous, we take our eyes off of God and put them on what others possess and achieve. Instead of looking at what others have, why don't you look at what they don't have sometime and give it to them? See, I can't get amen. I can't get amen. I Pastor somebody tell me that day, man, whenever the latest computer and phone and all that come out, dude, you always got it. Where the watch? Where the Apple watch? What? Dude, you always got the latest Apple. And what they don't realize is I had preacher friends. I would just, my wife tell you, I would just go to the Apple store, go somewhere and buy them a computer, sit down with them, teach them how to use it, show them how to do it on the screen and all this to make their job easier. I did that with many preachers all across this country, buying them iPads, sending it to all that, just blessing them with it. But I knew not not so I could get anything. This is going to make their job easier when they stand before their people. This is going to make their job, their life easier as ministers. It'll make it easy if you can do away with your whole entire library of books. When you're out of town, you can just pull up some software and pull up all your books and everything. And you can study in hotel rooms. So I would just do that for them. Wasn't looking for nothing in return. I would just do it. Now, God, whatever Apple's making, God's going to give it to me. You see what I'm saying? Because I looked at the, I didn't look at what they had and say, man, I wish I could have. No, I looked at what they didn't have and said, man, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give you this, bro. Here it is, man. You can hear it. Now, some of these same preacher friends call me, man, I still had that iPad. I was like, dude, that was like the first one. You didn't have a camera on it. It's time to upgrade, brother. <laughs> no, nah, man, it just, it just, you know, I can't ever get rid of it. And I understand that. But they were blessed with it. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to do that. That's how you're blessed. I mean, being stingy only hurts you. It only hurts you. You ain't, you ain't going to change my gas money. I'll get past the back. He talked about me in that message. I ain't giving nothing. You ain't going to have nothing. That hurts you. Look at somebody say, grow up. This causes us to seek what we, see, what we see instead of the specific plan that God has for us. This also makes us very self-centered and selfish. When we are selfish, we do not give of ourselves. And this makes it impossible to be used by God. God ain't, you ain't, God ain't birthing no ministry in you and you can't give. You can't give of yourself. What, what, what good are you? You can't trust him. I don't care what kind of words you know. God got to trust you. God requires us to give of ourselves and what we possess in order to be blessed. But a person that is covetous cannot see past what they do not have. We must outgrow this childlike behavior as believers. We must mature into givers and selfish and selfless people. We must learn to trust God for what we should have and give according to what we have been blessed with. These principles will help us to be a blessing to others and change lives. Either way, we will change lives. We will either change lives by being a blessing to others, or we will change lives by hurting others with our own selfish desires. Everyone is a life changer. Luke 6 and 38. Y'all, this is not the Quran. This is the Bible. And it says, give. And it shall be what? It says, give. And it shall be what? It says, give, give, it says, 
Why do we make this synonymous with the offering line and all the line profits that stole our money? You gave them your whole rent check. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But this is the Bible. So just because somebody was a fool, you don't discount the word. The word right here is saying, give. And it shall be what? Because somebody don't believe what the Bible says. The Bible says. That's why I give, brother. Because the Bible says, give. And it shall be what? Then he describes how it's going to be given and what it's going to be like. Good. I don't need a bad measure. A bad measure don't equal to my needs. Good measure goes past my needs. Gets off into my wants and desires. That, that, that's good measure. Press down and what? And what? Y'all heard the preachers manipulate this. And y'all just don't. Y'all, it just leave a bad taste in your mouth. And it's like the best scripture in the whole Bible. Running over. He said, good measure, pressed down. Shaken together and what? Shall who? Men. Shall give unto your book. So let's go back. Give and what? How much? Good measure. Watch this. So if you give, it's going to be given unto you and it'll be good measure that men are going to give unto your bosom. Why why men going to do this? Because God is saying, I made a law and that law says that with the same measure that you give is the same measure given to you. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you what? No way around it. May not be your favorite passage. This may make all sermons just bad when you hear about money. But the Bible is saying this. And it's talking about money right here. Can I keep preaching? That's okay. I'm done. Everybody stand to your feet. You're not a kid anymore. So you can't, amen. You can't get away with kid stuff like you used to. God is requiring for you to mature. Amen. God is requiring for you to mature and outgrow. You won't be coveting and wondering and all of that stuff if you just concentrate on the kingdom of God and his righteousness for you. He'll add all these things. He'll make ways out of no ways. God is smarter than you. All of your smart business schemes and plans and how you're going to make the next level and all of that. God is smarter. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can what? Ask or think. You're not smarter than God. The way God allows me to make money, I could have never thought of it. I could have never planned it and I could have definitely never made it happen. That was all him. And you know why I was all him? Because I let him. But I kept the principles. Give and it shall be given. So let God give you the plan. Yeah, you, you, you got a good job, whatever. But, but, but yeah, let, let God give it. God, look, I'm, I'm content with what I have. This is it. There's anything else you want me to have? There's anything else you desire for me? Just tell it to me. I'll do it, whatever it is. First thing God going to tell you, increase your giving. See, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's all right. 
It's all right. I know that sounded like manipulation. No, that's Bible. Because he said, give and what? No, no. Does God have the jobs? Do you fill out an application and mail it to heaven? Does God have cash? Your paycheck signed Jehovah? No. So that means men have money. Okay? So if I'm going to get some earthly money from some men, guess what I got to do? No way around it, man. Get mad if you won't leave the church. I guarantee you, my message is much kinder than a lot of them. I don't have the ledger up here preaching. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you, brother? That pastor, look at, the, look at the money for the month, come out there and preach with the ledger. Oh, Sister Jackson, what happened last week? You're like, dog, go. Business meeting, folk have guns and kitchen knives. Oh, you got the kitchen knife at the meeting. Oh, I cut you. Don't you say at the meeting. <laughs> See, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all ain't never been there. I've been at business meetings where guns got pulled out. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, y'all got the light version message today, man. I'm telling but hey, I'm not just giving you a money message because I'm supposed to give you a money message. I'm telling you what the Bible said, and I'm telling you what I tried, and it worked. You can defy the Bible if you want. Well, it don't take all of that. Well, you're just not going to have all that. Because the Bible is the Bible. Now, let me ask you, how many of you trusted God with your giving, and he blessed you? It happened before? Did it happen? Why did it happen? Why did it happen? Because the Bible said it would happen. But God is, hey, look, this is what God is requiring us to do. Grow up, mature, get better. Yeah, man, but I, my money decreased. Well, that's what, the, you, I'm, I'm not telling you to do nothing crazy and give what you don't have to give. But I'm saying you're going to, there's going to have to come a point when you trust God at some point. At some point. If it was about staying comfortable, then none of us would ever trust him. Bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for teaching us, maturing us, helping us to grow, be better. But not just be better, God, but get our eyes off others and not compare ourselves to others. God, we only want to be what you want us to be. So, Father, we don't want to be self-centered and selfish. We don't want to have childlike envy. We don't want to always have what others have and wish that we had this and be discontent. We want to be like your servant Paul, where he was content in every situation. But it takes faith to be content in every situation. So I pray right now that the faith of the members of Adam and Believers Council will increase. God, that we will believe you more now than ever before. So we will be prepared for the day when things aren't as good as they are right now. When things aren't as plentiful as they are in this nation. Father God, when we're challenged with the agenda of the Antichrist. God, we want to be able then to just say, hey, do what you must, but I'm going with God. But that requires faith. So help us to mature in our faith now. And realize that the only reason we, as 
true believers have anything is because you want us to. And we want to be in your perfect will. So I pray right now that our faith would increase. As we bless the ministry, as we bless others, you will bless us. And I pray right now that blessings, Father God, will be running over as we give unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas. 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com